0: On this episode, Kelly and I discussed the NBA transaction window and what that means for the Houston Rockets.
1: If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream, the MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row, that's a rhythm. Triple-double Russ, man, I need you to acknowledge he don't...
0: Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Moe Dekeel. with me as... Always is our man on the ground, the guy who hates it whenever I try to give him a nickname, so I'm not going to do it this
1: episode, Kelly Eco. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, man? How we doing, man? Look, look, here's the thing on the nicknames. If you're going to give me one, you know, an extra one because I got a lot, it's got to be solid. I'm I wasn't listening. messing. With, I wasn't messing with boots. Okay, I wasn't that's, messing that's, with boots. That's fine. But there's still hope. There's still hope for you. You can still. No, me- no. I'm just spitballing here, man. I'm just throwing stuff at the wall. We'll
0: see what happens. Right. I might come up with a new one next week. Who knows, Kelly? Hey, just kind of. Hey. It, it's off the top of my head as I go, Kelly. Most of the intros, uh, I'm just trying I, to throw it out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. You yeah, know what's going on though. Chilling, man. How you doing? Uh, well, um, I'm pretty good, I guess. Between now and July thirty first, it's going to be, you know, just kind of anticipation on you know how the league is going to go about, you know, transactions, you know, testing that we'll get into more, um, and just seeing how they move through, you know, certain aspects before the league resumption.
0: Yeah, and and you you brought up two things. Let's let's start with the first thing you brought up, which is transactions. That yeah. the league has opened up the transaction window, which is allowing teams to basically find help this is what they would have been able to do if the regular season was going on and and there were guys who were on 10 days or or guys who were being talked about potentially signing with teams and you know the nba has opened up to set you can have 17 guys you you know on your way with you to orlando so i saw you wrote a piece that just came out talking Mm -hmm. about a couple of the options for the rockets Hit me hit you don't don't hit us with all of them. Let's let's tease the listeners here a little bit. You guys gotta go subscribe to the the podcast. I hope you subscribe to the podcast. You gotta go subscribe to the athletic.com. Go to Athletic.com slash Google for a 90-day free trial. This way you can read some of the stuff that Kelly's talking about. So don't give them all the names, Kelly. But what'd you find?
1: Well, I want to give some background first. So obviously you know that you know the Rockets are a pretty aggressive team and up until the league had uh, laid out the points of what teams could and could not do. You know, they had some some people in mind, some international guys. You know, James Nunley comes to mind of someone that has been with the Rockets briefly before, but didn't pan out. But more or less, they wanted to see what the league, you know, allowed in terms of rules of service. You know, if you sign a guy, can you have him for two or three years or, or is it just end of the season type thing? And, when you look at the available, you know, free agents, it's not that great just because at this point of the season all the guys that are actually able to really impact the roster are, are already on teams, but there are some names out there, you know, that are tantalizing to people like Jamal Crawford, you know, JR Smith, DeMarcus Cousins. But as it pertains to Houston, you know, the Rockets are a pretty standard team playing small ball I guess it gives you a more clear cut view of what you want in in a player, and I wouldn't call it small ball as much as skill ball. So they need guys that can shoot, guys that are defensive, that can guard different positions, and can fit around James and Russ. So when you look at the the list of guys who are out there, you know someone like uh, J.R. Smith comes to mind. Someone like maybe a Tyler Johnson comes to mind. Someone like maybe you know a Jordan Bell, or even someone in the G League like. Uh, Jarrell Martin or um, Michael Frazier was on a two way. You know, there are there are guys out there that could potentially fit, but the ultimate thing to think is this whoever they bring along is going to be the 17th guy on the roster and is not going to have that huge of an impact. So don't be looking at it as, say, this was a typical, you know, June, I mean, July free agency where someone you're bringing in is going to be a, a real key cognitive rotation. This is going to be a, an insurance replacement, someone who's going to be counted on to. Maybe play five minutes if if that you no know, garbage time. But I think the key here is if you watch English soccer or anywhere else, you'll see that there's a need for rotation. Why? Because people have not played sports in a long time, and when you bring people back after three or four months, there's a potential for injury. So all these guys that that you're seeing in the NBA sphere are are insurance replacements, and that's kind of what uh, the Rockets are looking at right now.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to, to look at it that way, Kelly. I think you're going about it the right way. The the whole thing of this is just an insurance policy guy. This isn't somebody right. we're looking at who's going to come in and, and break the rotation and be averaging 25 minutes a game. And, and yep. you know, uh, it's it's not something like that. And, and that's the case for a lot of these guys who end up getting signed. It's it's more just in case something happens and, and something like that. You know, um, I've seen – you know, Iman Shumpert's name thrown around. I know he didn't do all that well with Houston. La- was it last <laughs> year or two years ago? Um, no, last year. Last year. You know, so I know there's uh, there's some of that and stuff like that. So it's it's an interesting scenario in that sense. If you could pick one guy though, Kelly, one guy, who are you picking? Who who's the guy you're like, yo, they got to go sign him. I understand it's insurance, but it's a good insurance policy to have instead of signing. You know, I don't know somebody like you know, Moe kill. <laughs> I mean, I am available. Well, I am available if anybody wants to sign,
1: He is available, guys. You know, he, I'm a lefty. I can, I you know, I got a little bit of game. Okay. But uh, I think, look, if we're going to be straight, the Rockets roster as is is pretty full in terms of, you know, ball handling, shooting, defending. The two newest additions, Jeff Green and DeMar Carroll, you know, they haven't done all that great, but there's still a potential for those guys to be ingratiated and, Further into the rotation. Now, with that being said, I think the Rockets' biggest weakness is size. And when I say size, I don't mean a lumbering, you know, seven-foot center. I mean somebody who's like an Ibaka type, a you know, a Jeremy Grant type. And if you're looking out there, there aren't that many names that kind of suit that role. Jordan Bell is pretty interesting to me, just because he's six-eight, six-nine. Um, he has experience playing in a smaller system under Steve Kerr.
0: Did you feel that though, Kelly? Did you just feel that like the, 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 the Rockets fans kind of just recoiling a little bit? <laughs> you talking about a, a Golden State Warrior? A former- the, uh, uh, look, 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 I, I
1: apologize because I, I know that, 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 that there's some open wounds, no, but I, don't really, I don't really care. Um, it's <laughs> it's the, the main point is you know, Jordan Bell's a guy who look, he hasn't panned out that great, but. Him and I have a great relationship. He's told me numerous times that you know he would love to be in Houston, and he actually was here for a little bit before, you know, getting shipped to Memphis for uh, Bruno Caboclo. Um, But I think Jordan Bell would be interesting. If not him, then a shooter like Nick Young or Jarell Smith.
0: Right. It you know I kind of like the idea of having just having a big that you feel comfortable throwing out there in case right. scenario where that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I guess it sort of depends on where the organization feels, where they're at with Isaiah Hartstein. And, I mean, listen, I I love Tyson Chandler, but I'm not sure he's really a guy I'd feel comfortable going like, if we need a big, we're going to throw Tyson out there (laughs) just out of nowhere. Uh, You know, he's he's, uh, not young. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, You know, so I would maybe kind of poke around a little bit in the big market just because you got a lot of wings. You got a lot of guys there. I mean, Nick Young – when was the last time he was in the league? Like it feels like it was two 20, years.
1: 20, 2018? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean a couple of years ago, I mean he, he he can always shoot. Nick's always gonna be able to shoot, and that's kinda his thing. But like I don't I don't know if that necessarily kind of fits. I think if I was Trans-
1: yeah. I yeah. think I think that's the biggest reason why you know you kinda have to pause a little bit because these guys aren't you're not sure if they're in NBA shape. That's just you know, plain and simple. Jared Smith hasn't played in two years. Nick hasn't played in two years. You know, all those guys and you can't get Joe Greenback because you already traded him. Um, so I think it's really it's really risky to it's more of a of a of a of a thought process and an exercise to kinda see who could theoretically be in a Rockets lineup. But if we're being honest, like not really anybody is gonna be worth the Having to cut somebody from the rotation, you know. I, I see of- here.
0: I would look at it differently if I'm them, and and you know, I would kind of look at it going like, I want to look at a guy that I'm more interested for for next season, and I would want to look at a, a diamond in the rough or a guy we can get in our system now that maybe you know we we, we might want to you know sign a minimum contract next season, right? And and, and, that's and why develop him. Jordan Bell's that
1: guy, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, if it's not Jordan because I've I've kind of fallen off a bit on on Jordan Bell, but like if it's a guy like that that's out there, um, somebody in the G League, I kind of look at it more as an opportunity for a team to to sort of just get an understanding or, or, or future value of seeing what somebody might be worth, and they might not be. You might sign a guy, and you might be like, nope, don't ever want him back here again. <laughs> um, and but at least you know the answer to that, and I think that's an opportunity there for the the league to look at
1: who who. I guess for you, if you could name like two or three guys that you were looking at and say, you know, these guys might pan out in a rocket system. Who, who, who do you have on your radar?
0: I mean, it's just hard because, like, I'm, I'm probably not up to date on. I'm not probably. I'm definitely not up to date on the G League <laughs> <laughs> in terms of guys and potential there. Uh, you know, if I was just looking at just for this season and and things like that, I probably would just try to find a big and that can stretch the floor maybe a bit and, and kind of help in that area, help with rebounding, and, and maybe present a shot-blocking presence. But to be honest, if there's a big that's out there like that, they probably already have a contract on a team. Uh, you know, So worst-case scenario, I think – I mean, hell, I probably would just sign a guy like Nick Young to just be like, screw it. It's insurance policy. It's not really – it's low-risk. You know, it's not really going to hurt us, and we don't have any anything to hold us to him for next year. So, you know, it'd probably be something like that just in case you might need another guy because shooting is going to be a thing for this team. They're always going to need to be hitting their shots because they're going to be small, and they got to stay on top of it and outscoring
1: teams from the three-point line regularly. Um, I want to ask you kind of what you think about the Tyler Johnson link. I, personally, I don't really see the – well, here's all I'll say – if you were to put Tyler Johnson and Austin Rivers in a vacuum, you know, which one? Well, obviously Austin is is a better player than Tyler Johnson, but why would you add someone of Tyler Johnson's skill set that's kind of redundant? Unless, unless it's in the case of injury, like you said, like maybe you don't trust Eric Gordon's knees, maybe you don't trust Austin Rivers' shooting ability, but why Tyler Johnson? That 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 move. Well, the name. It kind of surprised me a bit, if I'm being honest. Um, but I, w- I wanted to get your thoughts on that.
0: I mean, like if you look at his Miami numbers and things like right. that. I mean, because he hasn't he hasn't shot the ball well in, in in Phoenix, and I think some of that's kind of a fit scenario and things like yeah. that. But if you look at his kind of his Miami numbers and and things, you know, he's a career 35.8% three point shooter, which we know is matters a ton. And and again, a lot of that's kind of fallen off because he's shot like crap this year and hasn't even really played much for for phoenix so you know just kind of an awkward it's an awkward fit for him i think it's one of those things of you know that's probably the ultimate insurance policy actually that's who i would sign you know might go back and delete what i said about nick young and sign you know sign uh tyler johnson like that's that's probably somebody because if he's shooting the ball well and if he fits into the system pretty well that's a guy you can look at and say like let's let's resign him next season you know at a at a reasonable dollar amount you know he's he's only 28 he's still young uh young ish i guess and and kind of might be able to help this team i mean you gotta look yeah at what
1: he okay okay i see what you mean i see what you mean because like you if you
0: just look I at his you. miami stuff too like you know yeah. he he did pretty well man i mean he Average thirty-seven from three one year, thirty-six another year. I mean, like he shot it pretty well. Like he's got some skills. Now I'm not a big fan, and they overpaid for him in uh, in Miami when they when they uh, matched his his contract. But it's a it's definitely something that they should kind of take a look at because again, it goes into okay, he he might be an in insurance policy, but he might push these guys to compete in practice, and he might, you know, from from what you see in practice, you might go like, hey, let's bring him into training camp, and from there, sign him. I mean, this is kind of how guys like. Ben, how they found Ben Macklemore, how they found, um, uh, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, who's the other guy? Kelly, come on. You know, Joe Green, Joe Green, the other guy on the team. He's on the roster now. Dang it. This is great podcasting. Um, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, um, the guy competing with Macklemore for minutes, uh, Daniel House. Daniel House. There we go. See, it just took us only four and a half minutes, um, <laughs> but like that kind of route, and that's that's something I think you look at with with a guy like Tyler Johnson. I think he's going to be interesting. I think a lot of teams are going to have interest in him. I think. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I think for me, I made the mistake of kind of seeing it too from like a it was too um, short linear. short term. Yeah. 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 So because. I, I, I'm still of the belief that I think Austin Rivers is gone next season. Mm-hmm. So I think if you do bring in someone like Tyler Johnson, um, if you can sign him for longer than, than a season, then yeah, that could be a good um, replacement if Austin does go. So, but yeah, even right. even
0: even if you don't, even if you just sign him just for this season, you have the institutional knowledge, right? He understands the system. He knows a little bit what's going on. He's a little familiar with everybody. So right. I think that that kind of plays into this a little bit if you want to think in terms of long-term strategy now I don't know what GMs are thinking at this point and and how they're looking at it this way and I think every team's going to respond differently but I've always kind of enjoyed the fact that this is something I felt like Daryl Morey is pretty on top of and and tends to think this way on a regular basis so that that's probably a, a a good good guy for them to maybe go after but I think he's going to have a lot of suitors so it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah. Wow. I think this is the second time you've actually successfully convinced me of something.
0: Yeah, but that's because you're stubborn. I've been (laughs) right all the other times. It's just you're stubborn and don't want to admit it.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: You know, Agree. agree, agree, disagree. (laughs) And Mike, uh, please mark it down that this is, you know, on this date at this time, Kelly uh, agreed with me yet again. Or that I switched Kelly's positions on something. Finally, getting him to see the right way of things. Uh, <laughs> but let's move on to our next topic pretty quickly. I don't know how much there is to go into about it, but this week the NBA is starting to test guys. We're we're gonna start. Oh s- we're gonna start to see, you know, a lot of numbers here, and I think there's gonna be a lot. There's a lot of nervousness in terms of how many guys yeah. and things like that. You know, what's your overall? kind of a thought when you're when you're hearing, all right, we're gonna start testing guys. We're gonna hear positive tests. Somebody's gonna you're test gonna, positive tests.
1: Yeah, you're gonna see that guys have been really irresponsible. Um obviously look, these are NBA players, these are guys that can do whatever the hell they want to do, but in times like this, I, I think you're gonna see I think I think we already saw the Phoenix had two reports. We saw uh, a a Western conference team has four results and I don't even think that's going to even scratch the surface of how deep this could get once the NBA starts doing its mass testing. Because look, people have not taken this thing seriously as they should have. There's a reason why Houston is now being considered as you know a danger zone for corona, and and other Dallas and and Florida and you know it, it's crazy. And I just want to see. I'm interested to see how much they disclose the information. First of all, because this is a serious matter. It's a private health matter. Um But look, even the players that aren't going, like Trevor Ariza, like David Davis Bertans, there are people that aren't going to go for health reasons or for family reasons or whatever. But this is a really serious thing going on, and people need to understand that that everything is not... Yes, you love basketball, and you love entertainment, you love competition, but... At the end of the day, you're putting people's lives at risk for your pleasure. So if someone doesn't want to go, you have to be cool with that. And you have to understand that that that's his decision and his family's decision. So,
0: yeah, I think one thing, too, I think even if you were responsible, you still can get it. And I think there's a lot of stuff. So I think we're going to see a lot of interesting numbers. I think we're going to see a lot of people panic. Too, you know and, and I think a lot of it also depends are these asymptomatic cases or are these people with symptoms as well are they do they are they actually sick like you know there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into these things into that whole scenario and I think it, it, you know the whole gamut I'm just waiting to see everybody's reaction to it I, I think I've been expecting there to be a pretty high number just by the odds of it you know if you test you know 500 people, you know you're gonna you're gonna get positive results. That's just this is just the way it goes. You know, um, and and we should be testing and testing in advance the way they are. So I think the NBA is doing the right thing. I don't think we're gonna get names though, Kelly, unless somebody comes out and says it. I think they're gonna keep it to, you know, this team had X amount of players test positive or, or whatnot. I don't think they're gonna give out names. Yeah. That, that's one thing I think for sure. Um, as for guys sitting out, like I kind of applaud it. You know, uh, Trevor Ariza. It's a family thing, and and there's a, a lot of stuff going on there. Like, yeah.
1: Well, t- well, Trevor, I want to add something before you. Uh, so, you I had on? the opportunity. I had the opportunity to be around Trevor while he was here in Houston, and I also had the opportunity to spend some time with him uh, in this past summer in L.A. And one thing that that he said that was pretty interesting was, you know. During the whole free agency, I think he, I think he had just signed for um, Sacramento, and he was saying the reason why he did that was because um, it's such a short flight to get from Sacramento back to LA, you know, as opposed to being on the East Coast, right. as opposed to being, you know, in Texas, as, and that that really stood out to me as a guy that is a real family man and who wants to spend time with his loved ones. So I applaud his I applaud his decision, and anyone who's saying Trying to come for him is 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 an idiot. Yeah, say and, right and, and and that's like, so that's so selfish of you just to, to even think that a human being can't spend time with his family because he wants to go dribble a basketball. Like that's so stupid. But
0: yeah. I mean, we've said it. I mean, we've said it a bunch of times. This is an individual decision by everybody, and w- whatever they decide, I'm cool with it for whatever reason. Um, you know, Davis Bertans is a free agent. He's you know, going to have a big payday and he's looking at it going like, this is a he- unnecessary health risk for me for a team that potentially is only going to play eight games. Like it didn't make sense to him. And, and I think that was smart as well. So I, I think we're going to see a couple more guys drop. I don't think we're going to see any big name guys drop. I think we're going to see a couple of, uh, you know, a couple other guys drop out for other variety of reasons and, and things like that. And everybody's got their own, uh, Decisions to make, and, and it ain't for us to judge it one way or the other, man.
1: Yeah, well said, Mo. All
0: right, well, because with your pause there, I guess that means you have nothing else to add. Uh, <laughs> you want, Let's let's wrap it up, Kelly. What do you think?
1: Yeah, wash your hands, people. Wash your hands, wear a mask, stay inside, stay on the lookout. I have something coming with Seth Park now this week. Real dope. Um, analytics discussion, small ball, you know, mid-range, everything. So keep an eye out for that. Um, yeah, that's about it. All Wash right. your hands.
0: Wash your hands, wear a mask, all that fun stuff. Again, theathletic.com slash Google for a 90-day free trial. This way you can read all of Kelly's fabulous work. Uh, for Kelly Eco, for Mike Zimmerman, for me, Mo kill. we out. We yeah. out.